Brent. He was rude and not helpful. Appeared drunk. They're a D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Oh, welcome to NAR Talk. We have returned. Uh, we didn't post our episode from last week, so you might be listening to them back-to-back. I don't know. But I'm your host, Corey. And with me, as always, is Lori. And Tripper Tripper the 13 Ripper, because fuck 12. Yes! And this is episode... Episode 37. Season three. Season three. Season three, episode 29. (laughs) We already did that one. Season six. Episode 69. They're all 69. Season 420. Actually, if we do ever get to episode 69, we will just stop, and every episode after that will be 69. Okay. Until we get to 420. Smart. And then it just jumps up. Then it just jumps up to four. I forget which number we are on, like in continuous count. It's it's close to sixty nine. Is it thirteen twelve? Yes. Yep. Word. Yeah. So many more, uh, like, inside jokes that boomers don't know about. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I found a Instagram page. Was it Karen's in the Wild? Yes. Yes. Some good shit on there. <laughs> so good. It's their. Uh, it's quality. Quality entertainment, <laughs> for sure. This wireless charger is crazy. Look at this. Is it charging? It was, and it stopped. Oh, I had to move it. It didn't like that. I thought it was. I don't understand this whole wireless idea. If you have to plug it in. No, you don't. You you wireless what? charge. Uh, but the charger has to be plugged in. <laughs> it's true. I know. I see what you're saying. It is kind of stupid. Like it doesn't right? just gather energy from the cosmos. I don't know. Like direct it to the cell phone. You don't have to tra- plug your phone in, but you still have to be close to an outlet to plug your wireless charger, charger in. in. Yeah, it is kind of stupid. Like, what's the it? point? Because you just like you know at your work desk, you just throw your phone on it, and it's always charging. And you just grab it. It's convenient. Or you just. Throw your phone into the charger. One, one less step. <laughs> right next yeah, it's to one less step. your desk. Okay. What about kinetic energy? Have we not figured this part out? What do you mean? Like when we're walking? Yeah. It was like watches. Yeah. Watches do it. Why can't we do that with phones yet? I don't understand. Because you got to buy new chargers. You got to buy wireless chargers. They got to sell you chargers. How are you going to make money on the charger well, is it if the, they just charge themselves? Or is it just the battery? They make a lot of money on the battery. Or something? I don't know. I'm just saying, kinetic energy, man. It's all around us. It's happening right now. <laughs> like you could get some special underwear mm-hmm. that's got some gears and stuff hooked into yep. it, and then you just plug your phone in. And wireless you, when underwear. You put your phone in your pocket. It's just like click, 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 yeah, you just in. wirelessly charge through. Oh yeah, yeah, through the underwear. Back pocket's got a wireless charger on mm-hmm. it. That's connected to the underwear gears. Yep. That's connected to your butt cheeks. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you, if you get those 10,000 steps in every day. See? Oh, that's your Fitbit. Yeah. <laughs> your butt cheeks just rubbing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creating friction. Mm-hmm. Charging the batteries. Mm-hmm. And if you fart, that's like hypercharged. Like it charges it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> if you have your phone on airplane mode and fart, phone might blow up. <laughs> what about can- I feel like cancer is going to be way worse if we do it this way. How do we deter cancer at the same time as I mean, charging our phones? Can cancer our get worse? Really? It, it kills you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could cure cancer. By charging the your phone way. with your butt? Yeah. I mean, goes the opposite you effect. know we're all getting cancer, right? Right as we speak? Yeah. It's happening right now. <laughs> like kinetic energy. <laughs> Maybe cancer is kinetic energy. It is, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think on that too hard. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. What are we doing with our lives? What are we doing with our lives? What's happening in the world? We're changing the world. Good. That's what we're doing with our lives. Changing it. Mm-hmm. About damn time. Yeah. Should, uh, so we we made a really awesome podcast last week, and then we didn't post it. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is happening now. And uh, forget what we talked about last week. I just remember it was really heavy. It was heavy. It was. I mean, we were talking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, though, like... More shit's going on. More shit's happened. We, the three of us, met up and went to the monument mm-hmm. this weekend. That Moments it, it, after... It felt spooky. Right. No, nothing really happened, but it but, felt real spooky. Well, moments after a police officer... Uh, Drove up on the median and like drove through yeah. a bunch of bicyclists, so that was cool. The monument is a continuous party right now, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is like you can go down there and hang out, find something to do. There's yeah. like, I think I don't know, I'm just assuming there's always people there, so that's cool. Well, so the last night shit got pretty wild, too. Um. Well, people were pissed about the cop driving the car, so they right. went and confronted them and got tear gassed. They got tear gassed, but somebody then got arrested. They arrested one of the protest organizers and then fucking <laughs> used her as like bait. Yeah. To say like, if you guys go home, we'll let her go, which is really fucked up. And like, I feel like I, that's illegal. <laughs> no, cops are allowed to lie to you. Like, that's why. No, they are. They are. They are legally. And this is this is why yeah, motherfuckers are, are like. Don't talk to police yeah. because they are allowed to lie to you. They are. It's right. just like that is is in. It's just a thing. It's like it's they written into the laws. Yeah. yeah if you'd be exactly. like you and motherfuckers would try to be like, well, the cop lied to me. And it's like, well, we don't care. It doesn't matter. They're allowed to do that shit. So and because supposedly they're always in service of whatever bullshit. Yeah. So that's bullshit, what bullshit, they did. Bullshit. They lied to everybody and mm-hmm. they said. If, if y'all motherfuckers leave, then we're going to let her go. So about half the crowd left. And then they tear gassed them. And then they tear gassed the rest. And she's being held on like charges that don't exist. Like she's being held on a felony charge. She's, of, I think she's out now. They bailed her out. For having done nothing. So, Because um, everyone got up and they went to the jail pretty early this morning too. Yeah. Right. Again, <laughs> protesting police like criminality. And here it is in its essence mm-hmm. happening right in front of us. Well, it's wild because they're really proving a point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the police are driving that point home real hard right now. Mm-hmm. They're doing a good job. But 
but they know the secret that a lot of America is like, we're okay with it. And also the laws are written to protect them. You know, you hear all the time that it's very difficult to prosecute the police. And the reason is because when you ask the jurors, did they do something against the law? The law is written such that, no, they didn't. Like, they did something against the law mm. that any other human being would be c convicted. But because they are a police officer, the law is written in such a way that allows them to do the bullshit that they're getting away with. Yeah. And so that's the real fucking is issue that we're fighting at this point. Yeah, that sums it up. But you know what? The Civil Rights Act was really unpopular. True. Among people. A lot of people hated it. Uh, now it's like lauded as like one of the best things America ever did. Right. And everyone from every you know walk of life is into the Civil Rights Act. Uh, and along the way, like when progress happens, it's like people hate it. And then eventually it becomes a norm and they see the, the value of it. Sure. And everyone likes it. And everyone wants to pretend like if I was there, I would have been for this thing that everyone generally likes now. But the fact is, this is it. Yeah. Yep. Like significant police reform and defunding the police and all that. Like that's, that's what the movement is right now. And if this works 20, 30 years from now, everyone's going to be into it. Yeah. Hopefully not that long, but yeah. Yeah. Because people be like, did you know that cops usually just whoop everybody's ass? All yeah. Of a yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. We'll be That's telling crazy. grandkids stories. Yeah. And like I, I read on the internet, someone said like, how are you going to be on the wrong side of history again? Like you're failing an open book test right now. Yeah. I saw that too. That's a really good point. You know, like, how is this not obvious to everyone? Yeah. Right. Like, um, yes. I mean, when you see the pictures of, you know, the, the people marching with uh, MLK, you know, and it's like heartwarming. It's like, man, I wish I could have been there. Well, guess what? We're here. Mm -hmm. This is it. It's happening right now. Yeah, for sure. What? So what did San Francisco say today? They are replacing uh, police officers with unarmed professionals for non-criminal calls. That's awesome. So things like uh, domestic disturbances and um, uh, school issues and all the other stuff that really cops are not equipped to handle. And a lot of it's not even their fault that they're being asked to do social worker you know, work. So they're, I guess San Francisco is going to hire people to do that instead. That's dope. Yeah, and that's the kind of change that we're talking about is like more of a, a social issue rather than like a police response to everything. Well, and I think also I know that, you know, one of the one of the big pro-police arguments is, well, who are you going to call if they defund the police? Who are you going to call when someone's breaking in your house? And it's like. Has anyone ever actually broken in your house? You know what usually happens? They break in your house, and then they you call the cops, and they leave. Mm -hmm. And then the cops show up, and they fuck with you, and they probably keep you up too late, and yeah. they ask you a bunch of questions, and then they go through your fucking house, and then they leave a bunch of fingerprint dust every fucking where, and then they don't ever catch and the then guy. nothing happens. And nothing happens. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I, I was thinking about the few times that I've had to call the police, right? Like I had a motorcycle stolen. 
and I had to call the cops for insurance. You got to file a fucking police report, right? Nothing ever happened. Mm-mm. Like, I actually did more work trying to find the motherfucker. Like, I went and talked to my neighbors, and there was, like, a market across the street. I was like, do you guys have any cameras? And they're like, we do. And I'm like, could I look at the tape? Like, could we see, if, you know? And there was nothing on the tape because of the, the angle of the camera. You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. went, and I, like, spoke to other people in the neighborhood. Like, hey, did anyone see anything? You know what I mean? And that was it. That was it. That was the end of it. It was like, I did all the work. I didn't find the motorcycle. They sure as fuck didn't find it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's like, most of the time, and if, like, I read an article that a guy had written about, and this is kind of how I imagine a police police job goes. He, like, did a ride along with his buddy. He said they spent most of the night driving around while he punched license plates into the fucking computer to see if anybody had warrants. Yeah. And then pulled people over for, you know, taillights. Yeah. Shit like that. Like fishing, basically. They're fucking fishing. It's fishing. You know what I mean? And then they they write the ticket for whatever it is. They actually pulled them over for whether it be speeding, taillight, or whatever. And it's like, well, I didn't smell any weed. Yeah. You know. Or even if you do, it's like, that's the other thing. It's like, can I search your car? I smell marijuana. It's like, well, no, you don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. What do you mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't. But they say that they do. They take you out of the fucking car. They search your car. They, and it's not, not the most. Uh, well, it's not efficient. There we go. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking That's for. for. It's sure. not the most efficient way to do it's things. Vehicular stop and frisk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just a numbers game. They just know that they keep pulling people over. They eventually find something, and that's why when you get a traffic court, it's like a third of the cases are drug cases in traffic court. Yeah, it's like, what is this doing in traffic court? And you realize, oh, that's how cops find drugs now. Mm-hmm. Well, why'd you search the car? Well, I smell marijuana. Well, then why'd you find heroin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yep. that doesn't make any sense, now does it? Right. Well, or, he had heroin. Shouldn't have had it. Or you they, know what they I mean? find a gun. Yeah. yeah. Or like they find some money, right? And it's right. like, well, they had a lot of cash. Like that's illegal. Is right. the yeah over ten thousand in cash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and five thousand in cash is suspicious. You yes. know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. And I'm not saying they're not right about that suspicion. I'm just saying we're supposed to have rights exactly, yeah. and we don't. the yeah. The Supreme Court has basically said like, when it comes to cops pulling you over, you have no rights. Yeah. 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 They've they've upheld cases of. Cops pulling people over because they were driving poorly, which mm-hmm. makes sense. They've upheld cases where cops pulled people over because they were driving too good, and that was suspicious. Yep. Why are you going the speed limit? <laughs> no one goes the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of these are the fucking issue. It's that it's written, legislated, that cops are allowed to do this shit. And we allow that to happen. Like, personal responsibility. We pay them. We fucking... Allowed, we pay them but for it to we allowed all these laws to get passed. We voted the fucking people into the office to pass these laws. We didn't go to the city council meetings, whatever the fuck it was, you know. And like now we're mad about it, and that's fine. But we got, you know, it's our responsibility too. Yeah. Well, and you got to think when you know the the argument of like, well, who are you going to call when this and that happens? It's like it's a good question. Like we, Let's we we've we become out. too reliant yeah. on just calling the cops. Yeah. yeah. It's like half the time. 
we don't need to call the cops. Just yeah. don't call the cops. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when my motorcycle got stolen, I posted it on social media. It got reposted a bunch of times. I yes. received a lot of messages. That is I had so a lot much of people. That, you know what I'm saying? And the, and like everyone in the motorcycle world knows. You all have seen stolen motorcycle posts. You've also seen recovered motorcycle posts. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you the fucking cops didn't have anything to do with any of that. Nope. Right. It was somebody that saw it on the internet and then saw it on the street. You know what I mean? And that's 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 real. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, I got friends that have gone, like, our buddy had a moped stolen. Oh, yeah. Someone saw it over in Gilpin, and he fucking went down there and stole the motherfucker bag. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, fuck, I'm just going to go get my shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how you, like... That's how you handle it. There's no cops involved. Yeah. You know? Um, I used to own a convenience store, and one night, somebody <laughs> broke in, and the security alarm calls the cops. They also call me. Um, so when I showed up, the cops were there. And I was like, you know, what happened? They're like, well, from what we can see, he was in there when we got here. But then he climbed out the back window, you know, and I was like, okay, well, did you go, did you do anything about any of those things? And, you know, they're like, well, we didn't know where the window went to, you know, so we went around back and we couldn't see anything. Like, that was the end of their story. And I was yeah. like, awesome. Thanks for fucking nothing. Well, and you know what? They're showing their true colors right now during this protest. Yeah. Because they have no idea how to handle this situation. That's true. Yeah. Um, to end that story, my neighbors, because I own the convenience store, like in a neighborhood with a bunch of, like all of the neighbors came, they figured out who the person was that broke in. It had nothing to do with the, the cops being there. So. Yeah. Like, I think we, we could probably be all right with like homicide detectives. I think they're all right. Well, you yeah. Know? Like that seems like a real service to the like people. Forensic scientists. They're probably important. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that kind of shit. Seems all right to yeah. me. I'm even okay with the cops that genuinely join to, to help people. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think the job makes the people sometimes. True. And it makes them into these, these horrible people. Or they join the, because they're, they are horrible I think there's people. a lot of people that join because they're crappy. Yeah. Um, I mean, who jo you know who takes a job that's like, hey, we're not going to pay you very much. And you, uh, and you might get murdered. <laughs> But like you get to harass minorities and drive like an asshole, mm -hmm. and people are like, "Yeah, let me let me sign my up for that did one." It. And my granddaddy. And you don't need any education. That's true too. Yeah, that blows my mind. We let people who can legally fire weapons at us, yeah, just not be educated. Well, and to be a lawyer, you got to go to school for eight years to interpret the law and defend the law. But to be a cop and uphold the law, what, you get six weeks of training. Something like this. It's nothing. Like in the grand scheme of things, like seriously, so like we expect the lawyers to figure it out later. Yep, after mm -hmm. the crime is basically has already been what committed. that says. <laughs> Do you know that as an, after the police crime has already been committed? Yeah, as an engineer. Okay, as a professional engineer, which I'm not a professional. That that means a very specific thing, but a professional engineer, like if I designed a system poorly. And someone died while servicing that system or, or just somewhere around that system. I go to jail. Like engineers have more accountability than police officers. Yep. Like yep. if you if you design a bridge as a structural engineer and it collapses, you go to jail. Because you fucked up. You didn't yeah. do your job. You didn't do your job well. Yeah, that's a problem. It's a fucking problem. So, you know. We hold these nerds. <laughs> More accountable.
then we do the cops. Yeah. So I am curious how much, because I was watching it. I was watching the live stream of the protest last night when they they launched the tear gas. I do want to know how much a real gas mask costs. Yeah, but you can just go down to Hall Street Outlet. I'm to go down yeah. To, oh yeah, I'm trying to go down to Hall Street Outlet and maybe get a couple. I feel like it's going to be important. Yep, maybe order one off Amazon. Well, I looked on Amazon, but I, I don't know if, how much I they trust the Amazon gas. Yeah, no, <laughs> they definitely have cosplay gas like masks for sure. Bond, uh, bondage, yeah. But I'm wondering, like, how well they work. Yeah. I feel like if you go to the Army Surplus store, you're going to be all right. I wonder if, like, goggles and a painter's mask. Yes. It's probably better than nothing, yeah. You could, you could totally do that. You get some, like, ski goggles that wrap around your eyes. Mm-hmm. And then that that boss painter's mask with the cartridges. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that'll do it. I mean, that's basically what they're wearing, and then they have face shields too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Shit is. Man, talk about some sissy bullshit. Just realizing, like, these cops show up. They've got the like vest on. Uh huh. They've got the padded they jacket like, or whatever. They look like umpires. Yeah. They they're they're holding up. this like body plastic shield you know and then you look at the protesters yeah it's weaponless yeah. people you got it's a bunch of kids with yelling. fucking umbrellas with bicycles and water bottles yeah <laughs> a couple jugs of milk yeah like it's, it always looks that way it always looks absurd even when cops show up to like you know like a, a crime situation like a scene where there's like a crime being committed or whatever like the cops are always overly yeah Overly, because I know, like, they're risking their lives. But the thing is, they are prepared <laughs> that, I don't know. It just always seems like it's... More roofers die a year per capita than police officers. Yeah. It is a dangerous job. Like, I get it. They're putting their lives in danger, right? Yeah. It but, is dangerous. But, like, so, like, the two officers um, in Atlanta um, that recently killed Rashawn. Mm. Rashard. Rashard. Okay. And, um... Just how they looked compared to how he looked. Yeah. And they got their asses whooped. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They got beat up by a guy that was just passed out. That was asleep. Passed out drunk. And he beat him up. Cops don't know how to fight, yeah? That's weak. Yeah. Like, how are you not going to know how to fight? It's kind of like... You've seen Friday, right? Yeah. Remember, remember when he catches Ice Cube with the gun? The dad catches Ice Cube yeah, with the gun, and, he gives him that and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "You're so quick to pick up a gun." Back in my day, we just needed our fists, and it's the same shit. It's the yeah. same shit. It's like y'all don't know how to fight. She so just, you just pull out a gun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, <laughs> yep. But you lived. You lived to fight another day. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Rest in peace. Seriously. We need, we need more John Witherspoon. Seriously. I couldn't remember his name, but you're right. Uh, Message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, well, I hope people are getting out. I hope you're doing something. I'll tell you what. Uh, Rectum Ride is this weekend. Yep. So we're going to ride motorcycles down to Virginia Beach, and we're... Probably gonna get probably wet. gonna get rained on, <laughs> which is a bummer. And we're also gonna miss uh, the county folks have uh, 
organized. They're gonna <clears throat> they're gonna uphold their heritage on Saturday, and I'm like I'm really disappointed because I would like to be there. Well, we'll see how it goes. See the shit fly. We, I won't be surprised if only like 15 motherfuckers show up. If we wake up Saturday and it's still raining and it's not going to stop. We're coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> Fair enough. And I also really think about 15 dudes are going to show up because I think that monument is going to be slam packed full of not heritage people. Yeah. Like it's going to be a very unwelcome place. Yeah. Just like it was last time they came, and they had already called out the National Guard to like stand guard and like to guard them. Yeah, and like uh, how many people? It was like maybe it was, it was fifteen, 15 about people. fifteen people. And there was way more. And their tires got slashed, and then they were on the <laughs> internet being like, "Donate money because we can't get out of the city." God, was my favorite. They started a GoFundMe page, <laughs> and the comments on the GoFundMe page were incredible. So good. So probably more of the same. Yes, more of the same. I hope, at least. I hope that... Fairly we, uneventful, I would imagine. We were actually, when we went down this past, whatever day we were down there, um, we watched like an old dude on a bagger pull up, and he seemed to be kind of scoping out, filming, like doxing the this, this scene. And he sketched me out because just purely the way that he looked. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't look like he was there to support. So, you know, I don't know. He definitely wasn't. He wasn't there for support. No, no. I, and that's what I'm saying. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm scared for people that are going to take it too far and show up with guns and kill people because that's a real possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, the 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 two things that have happened so far is people from the county have come and hit people with their trucks so mm-hmm. far. Which there'll be more of that. Yeah. There will be more of that. And there was one that, the, the one that happened, I guess, like last week. Um, that was at like 1.30 in the morning. And there was like... yeah. There wasn't that many people out there. Nothing good can happen at one thirty in the morning. Them redneck boys was drinking. They were sitting around drinking and they got, let's get our guns and let's go down to the Lee Monument and give them a taste of freedom. Yeah. A bunch of idiots. But hey, what are you going to do? It's all part of the game right and now. And then, with like, <laughs> you know, as if the world isn't ironic enough, they get arrested. Yeah. yeah. The cops. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Shit's crazy. Um, motorcycles? We got some questions. Oh, right. We had this one last week, but I still love it. Our FXRP's whack now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just saw, I actually saw... Like someone who just did a cop build on Instagram, and I really wanted to comment ACAB, but I didn't. I let it go. It was a good looking bike, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, Paint a little pig on it. Yeah, no, like make a make one that has ACAB on it. Yeah. Or just thirteen twelve is the license plate. Mm-hmm. Bro, 
I bought a Honda and nothing on it broke yet. What do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> Keep riding it. It might not break. It's a Honda. I don't have a question, but I love y'all. Thanks. That's so sweet. Extended forks tend to bounce at 65, 70 miles per hour. What's up with that? Well, yeah, they're longer. Mm -hmm. You can put more spacing in them, give it a little more preload, try to stiffen them up a little bit. But, yeah, they'll, uh, because you go longer on the fork and you don't really change, you know. So it's it's an angle thing. Is that what I'm looking at for? Yeah, yeah, because it, it mm -hmm. jacks it up, so it's putting, it changes the trail. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, you get that you get that chopper flop as they call it. That little floppy front end. I got that. Yeah. But you have to add a spacer if you extend your forks though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta which I think we have another question about. Take or, up yeah, uh, take up the room and the legs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh let's see. I thought there was another question about forks, maybe not. Oh, yeah. Trying to install four over fork tubes. Can I use the stock stuff or do I need a spacer? Yeah, you need a spacer. You've got to take up the extra room. So, because your spring isn't going to be long enough. So, you want, like, the the cap of the fork should be kind of hard to get on. Yeah, you because, need a friend. Because you're essentially preloading. What you're doing is putting preload on that spring so mm -hmm. that um, it has it better recoil. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it doesn't flop around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what that's what's really keeping it stiff is that added preload. And that's what the spacer does is take up that extra space to preload the spring. It's important. Talk about how Edison stole from Tesla who stole from the Greys. Yeah. What I don't know that? who the Greys are. Is that the aliens? I don't know. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that Tesla got it from the Greys. But that makes sense. He was he was <laughs> transmitting in the desert a lot. Tesla was to, Hungarian, I think. Talking to the Greys. I read one of, one of his autobiographies. He wrote multiple autobiographies. And I read one of them about when he was a kid. And I, I think it's Hungary. It's somewhere in Eastern Europe. And he was drowning. But he said that he was so much better than everyone else that he was able to hold his breath for like three minutes underwater and then not drown. Oh, good. Uh, here's the thing that people need to know about Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison was a businessman. Right. Very similar to Westinghouse, mm. who was, uh, Tesla worked for Edison first, uh, and Edison made money off of Tesla's ideas and inventions and work, which that was his boss. That's kind of the, the setup. Right. And then... Tesla goes, no way, I'm smarter than you. I can do this. And he hooks up with Westinghouse, who funds all his stuff. And Tesla makes Westinghouse a gazillionaire. Uh, but yeah, Edison stole a lot of stuff from Tesla. Mm -hmm. And then famously fought Tesla on his DC versus AC for power transmission. Makes sense. Which, I guess they were still figuring out the math back then. But the math does not hold up DC power transmission whatsoever. Because the longer cable you have, the bigger the resistance. Mm -hmm. And your with DC, your uh, voltage drops can be really great. Mm -hmm. And it's also more dangerous. Speaking of voltage drop, mm -hmm. Sportster we had 
Did right. I tell you this? Did I tell you about that? Uh, I had this, it was an 07 Sportster that was just whooping my ass. And it was basically like, it would idle. It would do everything fine. But you gave it gas and it would just fall on its face. Mm-mm. Um, so, it was throwing a map sensor code. And I was like, alright, well. Which I know better now, actually. Because the bike will still run with a bad map sensor. It'll just kind of run funny. But anyway, so I tried a map sensor. That didn't work. And then I got, we got the computer program. Techno research. Nice. Well, no. So then I, I test. So Harley's use a five volt reference. Mm-hmm. And so I. For I'm, the analog instruments. Yeah. The bike. Yeah. 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 So they, they read a five volt. They need, which is provided by the ECM. So I checked the wire and it's only got 0.8 volt. I'm like, well, the ECM provides five volt reference. It's not giving it. So maybe that's the problem. fucking ECM's probably yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. And that's like where the flow chart kind of took me to in the book. So I was like, all right. So you get an ECM, put an ECM in it. Didn't fix Same the problem. Thing. Same fucking thing. So I hook it up to the computer. Which, by the way, is a very expensive yeah. part to just throw at it. Yeah, which is sucks. That's okay. So then we hook it up to the computer and I'm getting, I'm seeing that the, the throttle position sensor is reading completely wrong. Like at wide open throttle, it's only reading 15% throttle. Okay. So like, all right. So the five, it, it uses the same five volt reference as the map sensor. It's the same wire. It's a red and white wire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well that makes, so that we know that there's bad voltage reference. So, it, okay. It makes sense that the, both those sensors are fucking up, but like what in the fuck? You yeah. know what I mean? So I start pulling the wiring harness apart. Up by the ECM. And there's another wire, factory, spliced into it. <laughs> a black with a red tracer coming off that red and white wire. I'm like, where the fuck is this going? So we start looking at the wiring diagram. Lori finds the wire. And it's going to the vehicle speed sensor, which just makes the speedo go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I unplug it, and the bike runs great. What was even more fucked up is the damn fucking speedo worked fine, but there was a short in the speed sensor and it it was taking the voltage reference. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So frustrating. What you had there, it's called a voltage divider. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you have two resistors, let's say you start with five volts on the front end, and you're expecting five volts on this end, but then going from there to ground, you've got, um, another resistor basically. Mm -hmm. It will, what you thought was going to be five volts is actually now going to be, uh, it's a ratio of the resistance between those two resistors Mm -hmm. and the five volts to ground. Yeah. So, and with anything analog, it's always going to kind of move around. Right. Right, it's never just going to be the same. It's not like two static resistors, where it's just it will always be the same. Yeah. But the flow chart said nothing about speed sensor. Yeah, I don't remember seeing anything about a damn speed sensor. And didn't there. even talk about the black and red wire that just happened to damn. be there. I need to go back and look and double check if that's true. Like maybe it's. It might be in there. It's mm-hmm. got to be in there. I mean, it's I fucking mean, it's part. The, yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. Like. But yeah. But I figured it out. I felt real good about myself after fucking beating my head against that thing for a month. 
Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because in the process, and for everybody who ever orders parts from Harley, in the process of waiting for, you know, an ECM, which takes about three weeks, we couldn't do anything else with the bike. So you basically, like, diagnose the problem, wait three more weeks, and then... Diagnose the problem incorrectly. Try to... Fi- oh, right. <laughs> and then try to figure out what you already did when you realize that the part that you ordered doesn't fix it. Sick. Going to scope a 98 Ultra sight unseen, sitting five years. It's apparently running on one cylinder. What's the make or break price? $2,000. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you got a you got a lot of leverage here, right? That's a lot, yeah. Because uh, it's been sitting for five years, so that's always bad. Um, it's only hitting on one cylinder, and you don't know why. It could be anything from electrical to bad compression. Um, it's a '98. It's '98, which is a good one. It's a decent year. Did they? Is that? Did they have the weird fuel injection yet? Ooh. I don't, yeah. It could have a magnetic Morelli fuel. What you don't want. Yeah, if it has fuel injection, just don't buy it. Because it very well might. So make a break price on fuel injected 98 is free. <laughs> like, there's, I there's will no way take it away like, for you. <laughs> upgrade that? You can, you can turn, yeah, you can make it a carburetor. Yeah. Bike. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I meant upgrade. <laughs> yeah, make it a carburetor, but yes. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they don't have like other fuel injection systems you could that work better. I mean, I don't know. They might, but if they, why? It's cheaper. Just put a carburetor on. Upgrade it to a carburetor bike. Especially on an Evo, it's super easy. Like yeah. you just, you don't need like on the. On oh, because they didn't have any actual real sensors or anything. Yeah, not really. And it had and and you basically just get you a fucking Dyna standalone ignition module and a fucking carburetor. Yeah. And you'll need an intake, and then you have a carbureted. Evo, so it's super easy. The twin cams it costs a little bit more because it, because they use the crank position sensor, so you have, the ignition system is more expensive. But on an Evo, it's like fucking cakewalk. Yeah, yeah, just get rid of all that bullshit. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you say it RMR or is it rumor? I'm pretty rumor. sure it's rumor. I even heard it on the internet that they called him rumor. So I'm getting mixed reviews sharing rumor with my friends. You know, yeah. your friends aren't always going to agree. Well, and to be fair, my favorite song before Rascal by Rumor was uh, Princess Nokia Tomboy. Mm. And everyone hates that song except for me. So. <laughs> Well, you're 0 for 2. Yeah, I'm 0 for 2. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking to one of our customers, and uh, so as people went and protested in Windsor Farms, which is, that's the neighborhood just west of Carytown. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And people were freaking out. And it, so backtrack a little bit. Um, Windsor Farms was established you know, early 1900s um, as a whites-only neighborhood. And that was written into their bylaws. If you were to purchase property there, it was only allowed, you know. It was a red line, aff- basically. Affluent white people were allowed to live there. Yeah. Okay, fast forward. Okay. So they went in protest. 
white people panicking. Um, so our, our customer is a lawyer. So he knows lots of affluent white people because they're all lawyers. It's like in that circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it was one of his coworkers. Apparently there's a shoeshine guy downtown. Well, first he called. His, oh, yeah. He yeah. called him that night and was like, what do I do? There's a bunch of people on my front lawn holding signs. And so our customer friend was like, well, you got two options. You get some poster board. You write BLM <laughs> on it. You go stand out front. Or yeah. you close the sh- curtains. You go inside. You watch some TV. Like, those are your options. You know? And he... he I don't know. I don't know what he did, what, what he option did. he chose. Right. But. <clears throat> but so the next day he was getting his shoes shined by this older black guy who shined shoes downtown and asked him what, like, why? What is going on? Why is this happening? And he said, what are you doing tomorrow? And he said, well, nothing. And he said, well, I'm going to take you on a tour of Richmond. The tour of Richmond. The Richmond you've never seen. So he met up with this dude at 9 o'clock in the morning. They went to all the courts. He introduced them to a bunch of people. They went to three or four different convenience stores and bought crack. And he like was, actually bought crack? Bought crack from the convenience stores. And was like, this is the fucking problem. Yeah. These are these people. This is how they live. This is how easy it is to ruin their lives. And this is what we're protesting. Like the conditions, the living conditions here, and that this is what we're subjected to on a daily basis. Imagine growing up here, and this is all you see, and this is your life. So, and then the police come in, and they they treat you like herding cattle. Like, yeah, just treat, treat people like criminals. Yeah. Just blew this guy's fucking mind. Blew his mind. fucking mind. And the, Bought crap. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know the outcome of that experience for that gentleman, but... It sounds like it was probably a pretty found, profound experience for him in his life. And, you know, maybe he'll take it back to his cocktail parties and share some insight. It's a hell of a social experiment. Yeah. I would definitely share the buying crack story with my friends. If that were me. Yeah, definitely. That's wild. Yeah. It's not hard. You want me to tell you how to do it? <laughs> I mean, I don't think buying drugs is very difficult. No, it's not. You just need money, really. There's a whole... Crack's not very expensive system. either. It's pretty cheap. You just need money. I got a Sometimes friend... Sometimes you don't even need money, that, not gonna lie. ...that buys <laughs> cocaine and makes his own crack because he prefers that method. Yeah. Yeah? But he doesn't trust buying crack from the streets. Smart. That seems fair. Yeah, it's like, you know, you want organic milk, so you... Like, raise your own cattle yeah. <laughs> or goat or whatever. You know, that's what all the potheads are doing in yeah, the mushroom. All the hippies. Hippies have been doing that shit for years. They're that's like, true. make my own drugs. You can get spores from mushrooms online or just grow my own mushrooms. It is 100% legal to buy and sell spores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is illegal to have the mushrooms. And just sell acidin, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can buy and sell seeds as well, like wheat. Wheat for weed. Yeah. That sounds right. Which I guess at this point in time, it isn't that big of a deal, right? It's like legal in a fair amount of places now. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming less of a big fucking ordeal, which is good. I say just legalize all of the fucking drugs. Seriously. Just make them all legal and you would get rid of half of the issues that we have in the, this country. Well, you know, 
They make a lot of money off drugs being illegal. Exactly. It's part of the problem. Well, if you legalize is, them and then tax them, how is, about that? We'll is, just switch it around. You still aren't going to make that kind of money. No, nope, you definitely won't. You aren't. You just won't. Because actually the prices go down. Mm. Like if you, I have a buddy that lives in Colorado, he told me how much it is to buy an ounce. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like that's insane. Like once it becomes legal, the profit margins shrink. Yeah, there's no risk, or yeah. there's less risk. Yeah, there's less risk, and it's not, and it's, you can just get it, you know what I mean? It's just there. It's yeah. like, you, it's not like, it's not as much work anymore, you know? So, and it's not passing hands 18 times, and the price is going up a little bit more each right. time, mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because that's like, you're following the drug supply chain. It's like every person that touches it, they've got to make something. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. how it works. So by the time it gets to you... Yeah, what was that documentary we watched about the cocaine trade? Yeah. And like how much how expensive it is. Oh, it's like next to nothing in Peru. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, like every step of, I guess they started in the States and they kinda like said like takes you know, jacks it up like three hundred percent to just get it across the border. Yeah, once it goes across the border, it's insane. Yeah. And you've like and then, you know, it's getting cut usually right. at, at some point. Yeah. You know, once that once somebody gets their hands mm-hmm. on it. And it, and it goes in. It out, yeah. yeah. So it's like you might buy, like, mass distributor. He's got, I don't know, 50 kilos of cocaine. That's pure. And it, it goes out. But then, you know, the guy that buys just a kilo, he's cutting it. And then let's say he sells, he's got one customer that he's, you know, street dealer. So he buys half a kilo. And then, like, he's going to cut it a little bit more. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, going to. Make sure your friend making crack knows all those things, too. Yeah. I think he knows all those things. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit of a pro at this point. That's good. That's you good. You got to know where your cocaine's coming from. It's true, but yeah, and that's uh, but that's 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 the game. That's how it works. You get you get drugs that aren't as good for more expensive, and privatized prisons, so that they can continue to make money mm-hmm. and get free labor, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. Well, you know where those yeah. privatized prisons, those companies are now, they've stopped investing in the prisons, and now they're investing in rehabs. Oh yeah, privatized. Re- well, re- well, a lot of rehabs have been private for a long time. And the, well, and those rehabs are fucking awful, and it's it's the same, it's the same kind of shit. Like I know people that have worked in those like for profit rehabs, and it and it's just like yeah, they're putting heads in beds. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like you got to fucking just get them yeah. in, and then they get money for it. Well, because the insurance insurance pays uh, for it. It's a fucking racket. That's right, yeah. So, like, insurance will cover it. Mm. And, you know, especially if you got some fucking rich white kid who's addicted to painkillers and is fucking, he's still on his parents' insurance. Well, you stay on your parents' insurance up until, what, 24 or something? Mm-hmm. Right? So you're 21. You're strung the fuck out. Yeah, come on down. We got a pool. We got tennis courts. We got a fucking gym. We got all this shit. We feed you. Forty thousand dollars for a month. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like crazy. And just insurance is just paying for it. Yeah, it's wild. It is. It is wild. The whole thing's fucked up. And yep. it's not really set up for the success of the anybody, right? The addicts either. No, no, it's not. And that's the reality of it. Like most of the, like, success rates are low anyway. Like, relapse rates are extremely high, mm-hmm. no matter what program. But 
you know, and they usually have better luck with 12 steps. It's just. Well, because you'd gather your support group that's like close by. And it's free. Right. But there's a lot of rehabs that use that. Mm -hmm. But then there's, they figured out that like, because the reality is like drug addicts, like, I, like, I want somebody to tell me what the fuck to do. True. You, want, you can give me this shit. You can tell me to read this shit and write this shit down. I don't want to do that shit. I don't. Fuck that. Fuck God. Like, fuck all that. Right? Like, that's that's that was my mentality. That's every addict, drug addict's mentality when they walk into that shit. So it's like, yo, let's start a for-profit rehab that doesn't do any of that shit. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? The shit doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. Like, there was, there's one... I, Fuck, I wish I could remember. It's a big there's a big joke in the sober community about it. And he he would do these TV commercials and be like, because you know that's that's the other thing. It's like you're always addict. Once an addict, always addict. And he was like, I was an addict. Now I'm not anymore. Motherfucker died of an overdose. Oh yeah, I remember those commercials. Yeah. He's dead. Because he was telling parents basically, like, yes. I'll cure your kids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Horse shit. Heads yeah. in beds. That's what he was doing. But you know what? It's a deeper issue. It's not just with addicts. It's people's unwillingness to make sacrifices to get to their goals. Yeah. Or to take like, self responsibility for. It's like you want that. you want the end result, right? But you don't want to go to the gym at six in the morning, right? Yeah. You know yeah. you don't want to, you know, have to talk about God when you really don't want to talk about God, right? Or like like whatever it is, whatever that sacrifice is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm right there with a lot of people. It's mm -hmm. like, I so often want to take the easy way out. But also with addicts, too, it's like, in those rehabs, when you're running anything for profit, you aren't going to turn anybody away, right? When the reality is, is like, if you bring a kid in off the street screaming and kicking, like, that motherfucker is not ready to get sober, and he's not going to. Like, he might play the game for a week or so, but the minute he gets the fuck out of there, he's going to go get high again. That's just real. So, like, really, when they bring that person in, you'll be like, you need, <laughs> the reality is, you're going to be like, you're not ready. You need to go back out there and fuck your life up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You haven't, you haven't hit the bottom hard enough yet. Cause that's really part of it, too. It's like, you need to, you need to really fuck your life up beyond repair for, to sometimes to get that motivation to make those changes. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But anyway, so I think we also have some uh, dealership reviews to do. Oh, really? You mean? Dealership reviews. Poor sales experience. Did not ring the bell with me. Was not offered a free beer. Sales guy did not remember me a week later. Felt like a second thought. <laughs> Maybe only spending 15k on a bike is not valued, but I do really enjoy the bike. <laughs> he didn't, he ring didn't get the a beer. Bell. I love that. My favorite part of this is how he's like, he didn't even remember me a week later. I can't believe him. What an asshole. <laughs> What I feel so used. Typical. There's, Bro, a, there, there's a bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah when, we, you sell when you buy a bike, you, they yeah. they let you ring this big fucking bell. Oh. 
I the, know. The, guy, the poor guy. He it was probably looking cool, like right? He probably today. had just the right amount of alt-right goatee. <laughs> and, the de- and the salesman thought like, no, this guy's too cool. Too cool. I don't want to even bring up the bell. Yeah. But this guy. He, he going to be like, bell, pussy-ass bell. That's what it was. He was scared. Yeah. And Loda did he know. That's all he wanted. That's all he wanted was a bell and a beer. Broke his heart. <laughs> Broke his heart. <sighs> Brought my bark. Brought my bike and parked away from store to buy a tool bag that they didn't have what I needed. And staff didn't like my cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Think about if you got a bad review every time you roasted somebody's bike. (laughs) The sales here are full of lies and deception, and lying is already their daily state. (laughs) The salesman told me, that after you will come to get your spare key next week. After three weeks, I will pick up key. He said no such thing. I told him, this is not Harley Davidson's culture. You are liars. <laughs> he immediately changed his mind and said, give you a spare key. You can get it in two weeks. <clears throat> after three weeks, I went to get the keys. He said it might take another two weeks. <laughs> it's been two months since today. <laughs> I'll get the keys, they tell me. You sit here and wait. Here you are. When I, when I went to the sales office, they said there were no keys. That's the truth. The owner here is a completely unbelieving person. This is the worst agency I've ever seen. Not even as good as the Harley-Davidson seller in China. The seller is a stain and tumor of Harley-Davidson. <laughs> I'm so confused about the keys, man. The agents here are an insult to American culture. They have completely lost the justice and integrity of Harley culture. Totally disobeyed a little commercial reputation. Worst agent. They should be permanently revoked by Harley Davidson. And then his review is translated into Chinese after that. Really? Yeah. So. When was that put up? Like Um, this year? Two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's some fucking asshole that blames China for... Coronavirus. Uh, maybe. Or he's actually from China. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's from China. That's what I was thinking. Oh, maybe he he's the say. one that brought the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> he's patient zero. Mad about his Harley. They hella lower ball my bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best part of that one. <laughs> Went in a few weeks ago, not looking for new was belittled by salesman in the lower building, Brent. He was rude and not helpful. Appeared drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Brent. It's 12 o'clock. Do not go here. It's 11.30 a.m., Brent. Everybody don't care about you after you pay for your bike. I waiting for my bike already eight days. I paid for shipping and bike all amount. And nobody answer my email or calling me back. Y'all are great. Overpriced sucks balls. Chicks are hot, though. (laughs) That's not a bad review. (laughs) Junkies. Don't know how things happen over there. (laughs) Do not call me after I have already told you I will not be buying the dirty used bike I expressed about 10 minutes of interest for. Y'all are really pushy and it's just pathetic. FYI, Indian Triumph across the street understand this without me having to tell them. 
they have good, clean bikes and understanding from their sales staff. Learn from them. They're a D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're spelled T-H-E-R-E, too. They're a D-bag. Here a D-bag, they're a D-bag. <laughs> we just left Harley-Davidson. My daughter was going to buy her first bike. We started the paperwork over an hour before someone else put theirs in. The other person was sold the bike because she did not have her adoption paperwork and social security card on hand. I went to get the paperwork and got a call that they sold it. I will never buy anything there again. That actually, there was another review later, like a few months later, of the same situation happening. That somebody put their paperwork in and then somebody else bought the bike. Bought the bike. After they, yeah, that same deal. Mm. Oh, oh, man. Always good. People. Y'all need to start writing some more bad reviews on the internet, though. I feel like they're getting harder to find these days. Yeah, we just have to go around the country. Figure it out. Really appreciate the grammar of all the bad reviews. Totally. Oh, the grammar is half the fun. They're a D-bag. Man. Um, so something <laughs> I was thinking about the other day is... So, you know how call-out culture is, like, becoming... A thing. But I was thinking about how important it is at this point in time. Important, really? Yeah. So, for example, um, the new thing to tell the internet that certain businesses are racist or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or certain cops are doing certain things. And that's part of, like, the call-out culture at this point, that it's acceptable to just call people out for shit. So I could see the good, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping that the call-out culture lasted for, like, five years and then was going to go away. Right. Uh, because it seems like it also ruins people's lives. I think it does, but if it's used for good and not for evil. <laughs> like we were at one we were at the monument the other day and one of the speakers said, I just want to call out that one of the arresting officers that was there the other night is here undercover right now. He's standing behind you all, wearing a black t shirt and tattoos, sunglasses, I see you, sir. Everybody else does too. And we just want you to know that we know that you're here. You know, whether you're here for support or not, we, you know, yeah. whatever. So I guess I'm saying like the call out culture is empowering people, maybe. But here's where I get worried about it. Mm -hmm. I look like a cop. You do. I have gray, like cop hair and a mustache. But here it is. You're not a cop. Yeah, you're goddamn right. I'm not a cop. <laughs> and that's easy to prove. Yeah, but not to a mob, right? If a mob is oh, like, no, 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 no. that guy's a cop. Like, I was worried about it when I was at the early protests that were, you know, a little bit spooky. Uh-huh. Was like, what if people look at me and are like, this is one of those, like, undercover guys. Just because, I mean, cops have tattoos. Sure. And now, these days. Well, you're, I mean, you're also marching with them and carrying signs and helping people who have been tear guests. So, you know, I know. But what if like before I before I got to be the show off the person I really was, if they were just like, I bet that the guy's a cop. And then I got, you know, I don't know, 80 
art students jumping me. Like, that's a bummer. I don't think that didn't happen, happen. right? So, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, it's not going to happen. People are calling people out for specific things that are identifiable and truthful, right? Um, all I'm saying is that the call out experience that everybody has thus far like opted into, I think, has empowered people to actually speak up when they feel like there's something that and they think, don't agree with. I think also call culture really exists on the internet a lot, like it's heavy. And if you are, first of all, racist, and second of all, dumb enough to not know how to fucking internet and screenshots work, and you say some awful shit, and then somebody goes to your Facebook profile and finds out where you work or that you own a company, and then they go and leave you a bunch of bad reviews or you get fired because of the shitty things you said on the internet. Yeah. Not only are you just terrible, you're a fucking moron. Like, straight up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, stupid. do we not know how this fucking works yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't hide. And with that being said, I'm not unfollowing or unfriending any of you motherfuckers saying ridiculous shit on the internet right now. I'm keeping tabs on all you bitches. So y'all just keep it up. Just keep it up. Because I know where I know where people stand. I don't comment. I don't like. I'm keeping tabs. Mm. Real. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Real. <laughs> and being in the motorcycle circle, there's a lot of you punk asses. With your little your little undertones. I know what you really mean. You know what I mean? Everybody knows what you really mean. Yeah. Yeah, I think the evolution of exposure is really interesting, just how the internet has brought has brought things to light, right? <clears throat> so, like, it used to be that you would just, like, hang out in your buddy's house, drink beers in the backyard, and talk all the shit that you wanted. But now somebody's got their phone out, and they're filming it. Or somebody, you know, they're like, ooh, let's post this funny thing that we're doing to this girl right now. Like, are you yeah. serious? The world can see all these things now. Do you guys not see that? Or people make those same jokes, like Corey's saying, online. Right. It's so like, why would you ever like make, yeah, like straight up using the N word and like on Facebook, like how fucking dumb are you? Because because people forget that that's the World Wide Web. They forget that they're not just in their backyard with their like six echo chambers surrounding them, being like, yeah, bud, cool. You know, they forget that they exist amongst the rest of the world. And I think that it's important that, you know, people call them out for that. As much as it's annoying to call people out for shit. At the same time, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. I'm trying to see the good here. I think it's good to know what you're dealing with. Right. Absolutely. Well, I definitely think it's a good thing that, like, people are feeling more emboldened to call out, like, racist cops or you know, businesses that are straight up racist. Yeah, because or... the reality is we live in a capitalist society, right? And if you really want to vote, vote with your dollar. Right. So if, if you know, if there's some there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Being like, well, I don't want to go there because no, and that's, whatever the fuck. That's how whatever capitalism fuck. is supposed to work. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to come to my shop because I support Black Lives Matter. Good. Good. That's okay. You're allowed to do that shit. And I'm not going to say that you're a terrible person for thinking that way because that's that's the way the fucking the, this country works. You can vote with your dollar. 
You know what I mean? Like I had one customer call the other day and he was like, the only problem is with me bringing, bringing you my bike is that you're going to have to pay sales tax to the city of Richmond. And I was like, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Cause he's like, cause I hate the city of Richmond. I was like, well, do you like me more? Or do you hate the city of Richmond more? <laughs> That's what you have to figure out. Because the reality is, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can go anywhere. And I'm okay with that. Like, I, my feelings are not going to be hurt. Right. You know what I mean? Just like if I found out that, I don't know, any like there was a business I didn't want to support, that dude don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? He's not going to lose any sleep over it. So it's like, uh you know, that's all right. You can you can choose to align yourself and where you spend your money, and people do it all the fucking time. That's why people put Made in America on products, so you can choose to put your money back into American products. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the whole fucking point. Unlike Harley. <laughs> Unlike Harley <laughs> Davidson. Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly the point, is that that's, people should know where people stand, and then you can choose or choose not to, and that's the fucking beauty of living in the fucking... United States of America. You got choices. Nobody's telling you what you can and can't do unless you're a cop. Can't beat people up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. What else we got to talk about? I think that's about it. Wrecked and rad this weekend. It's happening. I swear to God, if it rains, I'm going to be mad as fuck, I'll y'all. I'll be dancing. <laughs> It'll make the sun I, don't, I won't mind easier. if it's like raining a little bit. Oh. Yeah, but the no front fender in the rain for fucking three hours is... A, I mean, I'm right there with you. Me, three. The worst shit. We'll just pull over. Like, we'll just take it easy. You know, it's all right. That's true. It'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, if it, gets, yeah, if it gets too shitty. I need a backpack. I got a big-ass backpack. Yeah, we, but I need one that I can wear while I ride my oh, you motorcycle. you want to wear one? I guess I was thinking about it. It's like, I don't have... I hate wearing backpacks while I ride. Yeah, I me mean, too. I do too, but I don't have... We have that green army bag you can strap on your sissy bar. Just saying. Do we? If you won't. I guess we do. So that's, uh, I've got a rucksack that I sewed a little piece of fabric onto so it slides over my sissy bar. I just purchased from Mad Squirrel Leather in Canada a sick hairy nutsack bag that's going to go on my sissy bar. Stoked. It's oh. a furry cow leather. I'll need to get some bungee cords. I don't think I have any. We have so many bungee cords. At the shop? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Corey, you're going to be okay. I don't ever use bungee cords. <laughs> we have bags. We have bungee cords. You're going to be okay. All right. I also have the feeling that, like, what if it says it's going to rain and what actually happens is it's just cool? I think it'll be cool. And, like, we ride there in 70-degree weather. That would be badass because last year was hot as fuck. And it won't be, like, blistering sun. It'll be, like, a nice yeah. overcast. Oh, now you're speaking my language. I'm saying. Drops down to, like, 55 while Ooh, you're going fast. Come yes. on. yes. And then at nighttime, it'll be like in the 60s. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did look at Virginia Beach weather, and it did say it was going to do that, basically. So, like 40% spotty chance of rain. Mm-hmm. I like them. I, I 100% trust my phone the day of. Yes. I trust it 0% anything past that. I looked at weather.com, and I followed my radar and witnessed where the uh, lower pressure systems are moving. Around the globe. Yeah, but they don't Amateur know about God. Amateur meteorologists over here. Huh? <laughs> so they don't know about God. 
They'll just be like... They don't factor God into this. No, I'm sorry. The ra- My radar app doesn't yeah. include that. All right, we got a song for tonight? We do. It's a bunch of rappers. Sick. Bunch of Richmond rappers. One of them is Johnny Six. One of them is Johnny Six from Richmond. I think the other guys are, are 757 guys. But, you know, it's new. It came out, like, yesterday or some shit. So. Yeah, brand new. And yeah. You're, if you're not following Big Johnny Sigs, Big underscore J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore Sigs on the intranet. Or just Gritty City Records. Do That's it. His, his record label. They put out new shit all the time. Yeah. They're always coming with that with that heat, that Richmond heat, that hot fire. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll talk to you guys after Rectum Ride and tell you all the fun that we had. Yeah. Yay. Everybody enjoy the week. Okay, goodbye. Real blue collar, still true ballers. You two flying, stay too modest. These shoes are so new, Louis times. They ran me a few dollars for them. Go for mine like overtime with no timeouts in this fourth and goal. The way I see it, one of us leaving while the other bleeding. Let's go for broke. Fuck a horoscope, it's no way to tell. Libra shit, I got a way to scale. Bars and sales might start in jail. You won't find a bank that could pay the bill. They're making me laugh, they're giving me gas. I'm pissed, all the shit ain't gotta get in the bath. Float deep, drowning to get me stuck in the draft. Fuck beef, niggas weak, throw the shit in the trash. On fire in the boot, and when it gets and earn the remains, turn the Get ash. Grease fire, you a flash in the pan. Louis C.K., I'll be back in a flash. On the mic, I'm greedy, nigga, please believe me. Need a chick that's queen like Nefertiti. Egyptian flow, that ain't your shit. Ancestors in my voice, that ain't your spit. All gold to my toes, that ain't your drip. You impressed by it now, huh? Ain't your bitch. I'm cool, a senior, got the cool demeanor. Niggas used to see me in the blue beamer. Say you're from VA, I ain't seen you. You so vagina, I'm so Virginia. It's over now, let the games begin. On quarantine, so I'm going in. Black Knight, hit a bitch with that act right. Fat blunt in this pack tight, and it's filled with that gas type. And I'm blowing up like a mass strike I was that nigga in this life I was that nigga in the past life These hoes be past strife Y'all niggas bars is past life My shit fire like a crash site Coming straight up out Virginia And you know I'm gonna continue To get money in the present day Into the new millennium 757 with me 804 with me Shut it down like the quarantine These niggas be quarantined I style be boring, I regulate like one Celebrating in the octagon, my status been proven. Democratic with the jabs, I'll use the fist of your choosing. Who's better than me? Not many see and definitely not you. If you heard I ain't for play, believe the rumors are true. Properly groomed, learn traditions of the gifts I've been given. Don't sell your soul for shit and speak your mind with conviction. Your story is fiction. My life depictions hit cause they glisten. I'll give you part of my soul if you just sit back and listen. My mind I was gripped by substances That story for some other shit Repurpose the pain And you can feel just what I done with it You hate for me, I'm loving it The shot you took, I fuck with it But ain't a thing changed That you want some sucking shit You bust a bitch Salute me quickly when you see me, capiche? Don't say a single word Your conversation is cheap I take seats and meet to speak Percentages and such While your business fucked up And you ain't worthy of trust